Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Watching the circus unfold yesterday in Philadelphia with the Nats and Phillies and Joe Girardi getting ejected and Max Scherzer almost pulling his pants down. And uh, then, it, then later on during the game, uh, the Oakland game, I think Sergio Romo actually did pull his pants down. And a man who was on the call of that game with our own Melanie Newman from Orioles Radio, Buck Showalter, former Orioles manager, I think also works with the Yes Network, joins us now. And Buck, good afternoon. Thanks so much for joining us. I, I guess first and foremost, what was the doing that game? What was it on YouTube last night? What was that like? Were you guys all in your own homes? How did the call go? Well, I was at the game. Okay. And uh, the, the only tough thing was there's a little delay there, and uh, just had to. Kind of bite your tongue now and then. It was fun. <laughs> Melanie and Yonder were great. And uh, actually ended up having a decent game before it was over, but uh, Texas was down early. But uh, there were a lot of, uh, you know, watching this new rule being, you know, governed, so to speak. It's uh, going to be a challenge. I, I got a rule change, guys. Yeah. You know, all right. So if a guy gets his brains beat, beat out in that inning, he shouldn't be checked because obviously <laughs> he's not cheating. Right. What do you think? Well, we we saw it here in a driving yeah. rainstorm against the the Astros. Max Scarola, a Rule Five kid who was about to be DFA'd, was out there being strip searched in a deluge, being handed a towel yeah, to, to dry, dry the ball off to keep pitching through the storm after they strip strip searched him. Buckeye, you, you know who I feel sorry for is the umpires. Okay, yeah. all they're doing is they're doing what they're told, right? And they don't they don't want to be looking at guys' belt buckles and running hands over hats that are sweaty and what have you and just i just feel bad for the pitcher the guys you know had given up three or four runs last night the starter for for texas gave up four runs in the first obviously he ain't cheating and if he was he's not doing it very well well do they need to put some guardrails in place buck like you, you were kind of being a little bit cheeky but but what about making it like the NFL and you only get a couple of, you know, replay flags to throw? You get to play this card once, and if you're wrong and the pitcher's right, then you lose the ability to do it elsewhere. Otherwise, Joe Girardi might have set a really nasty precedent there. Well, I think, you know, they're they're going to end up in a different place here. I think they're just trying to send a message that uh, what's been allowed to go on is not going to be allowed to go on anymore. And believe me, the players in the union were warned you know, far mm-hmm. in advance, I, I kind of get a little eye roll when I, you know, wait a minute. So they haven't told you they're not going to let you cheat far enough in advance. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's a rule and it's been that way. And whether it's been allowed to go on, and, you know, they took an inch and they went a mile. Basically the pitchers have nobody to blame but themselves or whoever's teaching them this. They're better off teaching the art of pitching than the art of how to do things that increase spin. And, uh, Hey, you've seen it coming for a while because, you know, there's just, I don't even call it teaching, you know, the art of pitching anymore. Uh, so I just, you know, it's something that they had to 
basically crack down on. They'll end up in a different place next year. I think you're going to see a universal grip rag for pitchers. Oh. You know, rosin's kind of archaic. You know, it's, which rosin are you using? The rock rosin is sticky. The powder rosin is not. Uh, you know, we do this archaic thing with mud on the ball. We do a different color baseball some nights, depending on how they rub them up, even they're supposed to be uniform. Uh, the Japanese baseball's a better tacky. It comes out with a tacky finish. It's all white. You see it better. And uh, I think you're going to end up, you know, we let batters, you know, when Josh, when uh, Donaldson was getting on pitchers, Garrett Cole, you know, I said at the time, I said, maybe he should hit tonight without batting gloves or pine tar. You know, the <laughs> hitters are allowed to use something to grip their tool of choice, which is their bat, and baseball pitchers are not allowed to grip the baseball. And it's hard, you know, We, and especially in April and October when it's cold or windy, it's hard to grip the baseball. So somewhere in between us, I think, is where we're going to end up. I think the union will approve a universal pitching rag behind the mound with some substance that doesn't give you an advantage other than grip the baseball. But they had to start somewhere. Unfortunately, it's in the, almost the middle of the season. But I think the people, sometimes you got you got nobody to blame but yourself because you're the one that took what a rule was and went too far with it. Talking with Buck Showalter, it's Inside Access, Jason Lockenford, Ken Wyman. Uh, Buck, I'm sure you saw what happened in Philadelphia yesterday with uh, Joe Girardi and Max Scherzer and Nats GM Mike Rizzo this morning referred to Girardi as a con man. Uh, what did you think about what, what went on last night there? Well, I, I like Riz. I've worked with him. We hired him out in Arizona years ago as a scouting director. He's a great uh, player evaluator. Uh, I think I thought he went a little too far emotionally with, with Joe. And uh, I don't know. That, that was a little uncomfortable to go that far and get kind of personal with it. But, you know, I've had my moments. You know, Joe and I, you know, mm-hmm. I consider Joe a friend. You know, we, but he does – you know, he's trying to do what's best for the Philadelphia Phillies, like he's trying to do what's best for the New York Yankees. But at the time I had an issue was he was yelling at my third base coach about, you know, from the end of the dugout, thought that we were relaying pitches uh, for some reason, and I'm not going to allow that to happen. And But you, uh, you know, uh, I can see both sides of it to some extent. But, you know, we all get back to, to their searching for something to help them grip the baseball better for command. As long as they're trying to do it for command, that's one thing, but when you're trying to impart, impart more spin on your fastball and, and better and throw a sharper slider, it's going to be interesting to see where statistics go in the next couple of months now. So that's going to be fascinating to watch. Buck, I, I always like to get your perspective on some of these um, sort of game within the game kind of things or where, where what what's up beyond the pale and what's not. And we, we had some incidents over the weekend here with the O's and the Blue Jays, uh, Alec Manoa, young starter, very promising, um, gets taken deep twice in a row and then puts one up near Franco's neck. Uh, the next day, Pat Vileka's hit after a home run. Mullins have been hit earlier in the series. These teams move up to Buffalo starting tomorrow for a long series. Manoa likely to pitch uh, in that series at some point. Do, do teams, especially lesser teams, maybe like the Orioles right now, and, and, and there's this this sense that you might be able to come into Camden Yards and push them around and win four games and steal their lunch money. Do do, do they need to fire back? Is, is that passe? Is is that arcane at this point? Well, I, you know, first of all, I'm careful about talking about things that I'm not close enough to. Gotcha. Man, there's a lot of things going on behind the scenes that you and me and we're not aware of. There's, there's what's the 
thing. You're careful of telling truths that hurt innocent people. You, there's some th- certain things as a manager. One of your jobs is to wear it. You wear a lot of things to protect your people, but uh, at the same time, I've never quite understood how a guy does his job and hits a home run, and then uh, you're are gonna you are gonna throw at him. Uh, I've never now. There's a lot of circumstances that you know pitching inside. That's one thing when it's an obvious. You know, why didn't you do that before so that you could get the outer half of the plate? You, it's kind of being reactive instead of being proactive. And, you know, you have to pitch inside and use both sides of the plate. But when it's obviously intentional and don't care, you you don't care about the consequences of hitting somebody, That I have a problem with that. You know, whether how they run around the bases or how they react to their home run, I, I don't really care anymore. Mm. You know what I've always done? I look down the bench. And just the way I was brought up in the game is one thing. It doesn't make me right or wrong. But when I look down the bench and our players don't really care that a guy admired a home run, why should I? It's their game. You know, as long as it's not something that you don't want your organization, your team to be about, you know, from a sportsmanship standpoint. But, you know, what's sportsmanship anymore? It's such of a, a kind of a look-at-me mentality. And that's okay. It's their game. It's what the fans – it should be what the fans want to see. And – we should react accordingly for the most part. Being happy because you hit a home run. Some people choose to put their head down, run around the bases like it's not their first home run they've ever hit in their life. It's kind of like your your first beer. You know, <laughs> geez, you know, guy all of a sudden is getting crazy and you say, I don't, I didn't realize you were having your first beer tonight. So I don't, you know, I try to, I've always tried to act like it wasn't, it's something I'd like to do again and have done before, but that's just me. It doesn't make me right or wrong. So I always kind of, support what the players are feeling things change sometimes for the better and we all confuse change with a lack of respect for tradition and i think that's kind of where we are but i was always careful and still am about imparting the way necessarily i was brought up and what should you be upset about not it's kind of what the players and the fans feel like uh, they want to see because that's why we're all doing this isn't it yeah. Hey, Buck, one last question for you. And this uh, this came up yesterday. Jason and I were having an organic conversation about the Orioles game, and it went in a couple rain delays and how many people stayed. And I said I would have stayed because I've never seen a no-hitter. And at the time, the Astros had a no-hitter going. Three and, pitches. And, and, and I, I would like to see a no-hitter in person in my lifetime. Jason thinks a, a combined no-hitter is not a real no-hitter. He thinks it's bogus. It's not, I, it's not as real, Buck. I, I, it's, it's not as mean. Meaningful, impactful, or historic. As a man who has won many games as a manager of Major League Baseball, is a combined no-hitter legitimate? Well, you know, you'd like to see it. It's a lot more attractive when it's done by one person for a complete game. But if you look at the health of those guys who pitched those no-hitters, what happened to them the next start or two, especially after as long a layoff as they had coming into the season, I'm not so sure it's always a good idea to, to let the emotions take over of it. But and that's, you know, managers have to make those tough decisions along the way, and they're not always popular. But I don't know. With the way no-hitters are being pitched and some of the <laughs> yeah. stuff that's being drawn on, it took a little of the luster off me. It's not something that seemed to be as hard as it once was. But I'm more, you know, I find it more attractive when the starting pitcher does it for, for nine innings. It gets my attention, but it doesn't mean that your pitching staff as a whole wasn't successful that night. So a little bit of both. But I think I lean more towards like liking to see the starter. But I think they both should count. See, Buck sides with me, kind of. No, I kind of did, did both. Uh, yeah, I, you I, both sides. I, I saw what you did, Buck. I saw what you did. Some things never change, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Jason, you have one more? Yeah, how, how about Cedric Mullins, Buck? I remember, I think it was oh, after his Cedric, first year in yeah. Delmarva when you had him in the big camp, and you, you seemed to portend good things for him. I don't know if you thought he'd be one of the top ten hitters in baseball. Right now he is, total right. basis and OPS. He's the type of guy that you never preclude anything from happening. I remember the first time I was looking for – we were trying to develop kind of who we were and whatever. I remember talking to Brian Graham, our farm director. I said, yeah, this kid keeps hitting. Da, da, da. What do you got? He goes, like, plays the game right, plays with uh, – uh, this and that, whatever. So let's just bring him over as almost a reward. I think we were in part, playing the parts, and we brought him into the game, and he had those alert eyes. He was appreciative but not a, not intimidated by it. Uh, I think once they got him, you have to figure out a way to kind of let it be his idea to quit switch mm-hmm. hitting. And once he got left on left and, and got left-handed only, I think his the whole mentality and confidence took off. And, He's always been a, a hard trier that understands the game. He's a guy you just pull for. He's got yeah. that great face. You can tell he's been raised properly, and he's he's just respectful, but he's not intimidated by the level. And I, I love seeing him have success because those are the type of guys that you you know the fans can trust. And I'm I'm happy for the fans of Baltimore because Cedric is someone they could be proud of on and off the field. Buck Showalter, as always, thank you so much for your time. We really do appreciate it. All right, guys. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Bye-bye. Buck Show Walter. Inside Access, Jason Locking for Ken Wyman. Purple rain in the forecast next as we figured out earlier this week in a poll. People are more concerned about the defensive side of the ball than the offensive side of the ball. Well, we'll reset a couple of defensive players who spoke during minicamp. We hear from Calais Campbell, Brandon Williams, next here on The Fan. Inside Access with Jason and Ken. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. 